Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to the Division Series edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here talking about your uh, playoff bound. Not even bound. Play in the midst of the playoffs, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and here, I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know that I expected this to happen, to be honest. <laughs> uh, joining me in this revelry and uh, hard-hitting analysis of uh, the American League Division Series. Yeah, uh, old reliable. Old reliable is James Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing quite well. Yeah, this uh, we should savor this moment, I think, because uh, you know, <laughs> it feels like everybody thinks that uh, after one win, uh, things have, everything's magically changed now. Uh, I'm okay with that. Let's let's just keep going with that. That's a that's a great idea uh, because I'm like you. It was they really backed into this thing. You know, nobody wanted to really talk about it like that. But uh, now that you can breathe again a little bit, uh, oh man, here they are. <laughs> How the hell did that happen? Since last we spoke, uh, well, that's what we'll do today. Today on Birds All Day, which of course you can support at patreon.com slash birds all day. Uh, this podcast is powered by our listeners, and we're very appreciative of everyone who's who's contributed and pledged to keep us moving all season long. And here, into the bonus coverage times of October, where right now we're doing two a week. Uh, we did a full episode on Sunday at the end of the season, and so since then we've got a wild card game to talk about, and we've got game one of the DS against the uh, loathed. Texas Rangers, and as well as a look ahead to game two. So, patreon.com slash birds all day. Don't forget uh, uh, iTunes, where you can rate and review and subscribe. I- iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, wherever. You can get it all. Uh, so, let's not waste any time, any further time anyway, uh, and let's get into it, because the game is going to start soon. Here it is. It's Friday morning. Uh, last night, when we were going to record, one member of this two-person operation may have fallen asleep, uh, from which there was no rousing. <laughs> maybe. Perhaps. M- maybe. I don't want to like cast dispersions or allow anyone to guess, but it was me. You, uh, if Yeah. If the issue is staying up late, yeah, it's probably not going to be me. Ordinarily, it's not an issue for me, but last night I was quite tired, I guess. And watching the Red those, Sox... Yeah, watching hmm? the Red Sox. Who watching would... the Red Sox lose is never... Uh, okay, I, I, I have to have a bit of a confession, then we'll move on. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, really like that Red Sox team. I really, <laughs> they're really fun to watch. They have so many good players. If they it's didn't crazy. make, if they didn't make such scumbags happy, then yeah, they would be a fun team. If that, if that was the Milwaukee Brewers, it'd be like, yeah, giddy up. I mean, Milwaukee sucks too. Uh, but, <laughs> but if the, if there is a city out there that doesn't suck, and that was their team, that'd be great. Alas. They do wear the wrong laundry, ergo I am rooting against them, they t- although I mean, the, the laundry of their opponent is not admirable in its own way either. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying I could watch Hanley all day. That's it. That's fair. That's fair. I, I am rooting for, I mean, because because like every Jays fan right now, uh, the Blue Jays are already into the next round in my mind, so <laughs> I'm rooting for whoever uh, gives them the best chance to move on to the World Series. Which I think is Cleveland. Is that because the Red Sox are much better? Yes. That's probably why. I yes, think it's that because the Red be Sox why. are much that better. That would be yeah. why, yeah. All right, so we're going to talk yeah. before we count those chickens. We have counted the chickens, but we'll <laughs> wait for them to hatch. So we're going to break down what has already happened. And we'll take a quick look ahead to the rest of the series on this Division Series edition of Birds All Day. 
Okay, so just off air, Stoughton and I were talking a little bit about uh, playoff shares. And, you know, the players like to vote on playoff shares. Uh, we couldn't decide if the Jays would just give Buck Showalter a cash reward or a full <laughs> playoff share for his role in their progression through the playoffs. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's not fair, obviously. That they, The Blue Jays have to win the it's, game. The Blue Jays have to pitch. But it is mighty puzzling. Fair, though. The Zach Britton <laughs> thing that no one wants, no one was uh, was able to talk about anything else in the aftermath of that game. Uh, it's fair to wonder what the hell he was thinking. Uh, I seem to recall people wanting to talk about uh, the manhunt for a beer throwing man, but uh, uh, but yeah, no. In, in terms of the not bullshit off field stuff, yeah, that was uh, that was obviously huge. I mean, I remember you were talking about it in the. Uh, in the previous series, you know, in late September about, uh, uh what did you tweet that, that Buck wouldn't bring in Britain for a four out save. So, you know, yeah, don't be a Cy Young winner. Well, no, I first, the first thing I tweeted and I stand by this is like, uh, you know, no, don't worry about bringing in your best reliever for a sa- holding your saver, holding your re- sa- or closer for a save that may never come. It's only your whole season on the line. And then right. it's like, how can you vote for someone? How can you vote? A guy for the Cy Young when his manager is afraid to use him to get more than three outs. Or afraid to use him in this non-specific situation. And, and, you know, you saw in the Mets-Giants game, which is the fear of what happens. But that's that's the fear of any time in that you bring in a reliever and he gives up a run. Yeah, I mean... Which is, it, which is not the same as wanting to bring in your best reliever. Like, if you're gonna, you're, you're gonna, if you're gonna lose with Ubaldo on the hill, you know... Okay, yeah, it happens in the 14th. Maybe it happens in the 16th, but at least if it's in the 16th, you've used Britain and got something out of, you know, the best reliever going right now. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I heard, I think Wilner called it a fireable offense, which is kind of hilarious, but because obviously that's not going to happen, but, mm-hmm. but oh man, uh, like, yeah, it was a gift. It was a wonderful, wonderful gift from Buck Showalter. John Gibbons did not extend actually, the Orioles. Sorry? I was just going to say, that just reminded me, uh, at the bar I was watching, I was uh, I was talking to uh, to uh, uh, an elderly lady the other day. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, God love her. She was great, big fan. Uh, but yeah, she really thought that uh, that Gibson out, <laughs> outmanaged uh, Showwalker there on, on the, <laughs> in the wild card game. <laughs> And I Bless was just, I was just trying not to not to be rude. I'm like, yeah, no, I think I think he did. I think Gibson really got got Showalter's uh, or Showwalker's uh, number there. Uh, if ever there was a time to well, actually, somebody, it's in a bar uh, in the Kawartha Lakes area. Just well, actually, an old lady. Just lay it right on her. <laughs> tell her how it is. Uh, make sure she knows how smart you are. I think it's yeah. the most important thing in any social interaction. She was she was delightful. delightful. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, John Gibbons did not hold back with his closer. He used Roberto Osuna in a tie game Un- to great effect. Until his arm fell apart, yeah. To catastrophic effect well, in some ways. But yeah, I mean... Except uh, except the, the, the catastrophe led to Francisco Luriano coming into the game and he looked ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, insane. Uh, It was, I mean, everyone is now going to compare bullpen management styles 
say between Buck or even John Gibbons, who's pretty conservative, I think, in that uh, in that respect. There was that recent post. Um, I don't know where it turned up beyond the box score. No, five thirty eight that showed that Gibby, Gibbons is pretty good about um, you know going for optimal matchups, but not necessarily the best bullpen manager. But uh, uh, to Terry Francona, who last night went to Andrew Miller in game one of the Red Sox <laughs> Cleveland series, he brought him in in the fourth or fifth inning. And for, uh, and let him pitch a lot. He he threw two innings. He threw a lot of pitches that first inning. But, you know, that that's the way they've sort of used Miller. That's an extreme example. But you bring him in when you need him. They brought him in. They wanted him to face Ortiz. They wanted him to face Brock Holt. They wanted him to face the middle of the order when they had a slim lead. It could always backfire. But, but, but in that so case, it didn't. Bringing in a, yeah, and so can bringing in a shittier reliever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that can more easily backfire. So, you know, uh, yeah, that that was really interesting. It's like, I think Jason Grilly say, was saying, you know, oh, sometimes it seems like the eighth inning guy always ends up facing the, the heart of the order or the top of the order or something like that. It's like, well, yeah, then maybe, maybe the manager should account for that in his usage uh, and let Grilly face the scrubs at the bottom. And uh, have Dirty Bob out there, uh, crushing the crushing the you know the actual good hitters. Well, and and that's a a luxury that uh, Terry Francona has that maybe John Gibbons is not. Mm-hmm. In that he still has Cody Allen, the media assassin, hanging out, hanging out to get what ended up being what a five out save uh, again last night. He, four or five innings he uh, he pitched. Mm-hmm. Sorry, four or five uh, outs he got. Mm-hmm. Uh, where if you or the Jays knew go to Osuna really early. The, the cupboard is very quickly bare, unless, of course, yeah. now we're talking about Francisco Liriano being able to lurk in the bullpen like some kind of menacing left-handed monster. I'm I do okay want to talk. <laughs> John Lott had a really good tweet uh, the other day, a really informative tweet that said, uh, Osuna has pitched uh, as of October 4th, so after the wildcard game when he left with an injury. Uh, Osuna has pitched in seven of the Blue Jays' past 11 games, throwing 156 pitches to 33 batters over eight in the third innings. Uh, that's when you put it in those terms, a little bit scary. It is definitely scary. Uh, I mean, maybe, it's... maybe if he could miss bats, uh, <laughs> that, that would have cut down on some of the, uh, the pitches he's thrown, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of battles. It, it has not looked, uh, uh, the mean, the velocity is still there, but it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem as sharp as we have come to expect him to be, which is what made it good. Game one. That a we're, we're doing the we're doing it in the morning and we're still doing the yawning. In the morning and we're still yawning. I think it's just more like <laughs> brain exhaustion from talking so much that my brain runs out of uh, oxygen. Fair enough. Game one, American League Division Series. The Blue Jays, of course, beat the the Orioles on that amazing home run uh, by Edwin Encarnacion. That was you know a little bit extra. Didn't need all three of those runs, but uh, happily take them and that insane <laughs> celebration that went off. But, my my buddy was very mad because he had the Jays winning by two in his uh, in, in the uh, the bet that he had made. So he's like, he, he yeah he he was he was hoping for a th- uh, two run home run at that point. So he was maybe very disappointed. Maybe Encarnacion would like pass somebody on the bases. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could we could sit here and talk all day about the the division series game. We could parse decisions and. The choice to potentially walk Jose Bautista once, and then or walk in Carnacion the first time, and then not the second time, and uh, even you know, Nolan Reimold 
butchering that ball out there in uh, in left field that kind of maybe helped play into that situation in that it it made when 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 Rimmel butchered that ball and Donaldson went to third Donaldson I think whoever so, yeah. no it was yeah. Travis Travis, Travis, yeah, Travis moved Travis, up yeah. to third base that was the that was it right like there were so many ways the Jays were going to score after that that I think Nolan Rimmel really needs to wear a lot more of that uh, that it's re- loss it's a regular Ian Desmond out there. <laughs> and we haven't talked about the idiot. Th- we did talk a little bit about the idiot throwing the, the manhunt for the yeah. idiot who threw the ball. I we haven't talked about the racism. Yeah, where's that the were, manhunt? Some of those ra- the, the racism reports were a little scattered, and the, again, that's something that's hard to uh, confirm. But there's no doubt in my mind that, that kind of garbage was going on out there. Uh, to which is like, uh, if you're out there and you hear that, maybe stand up. That's just me. It's it's not yeah it's not tough to stand up and turn around and be like what the fuck man yeah hey how like, about you just go ahead and shut up it's usually better when you're the guy that's standing above though always remember that that, that leverage advantage in those in those seats is killer so stand up walk around behind the guy that did it and yeah. then tell him to shut up that's my recommendation I don't know but yeah or that, if yeah. ever if ever if ever we're gonna rat on people for doing stuff I do that rat I, on I the feel that's, I feel that's a a a good piece of advice, yeah. I, it's weird, I, but yeah, you're right that the, the the reports of that have been a bit scattered and and uh, you know not not as concrete as video of a guy throwing a uh, a beer can. But yeah, that doesn't mean we shouldn't take it seriously, whether it happened or not. I mean, just the you know the whole well, I guess if it didn't happen, then there's not a lot to take seriously. But no, I mean, I think that's obviously a thing that would that. That that does sometimes happen there, uh, and yeah, I, I just I don't get I don't get the passive reaction that people have uh, to both that and to the beer throwing thing. Like, how did that guy not get identified by all those people around who knew who did that? Uh, it boggles my mind. Um, but yeah, but the racism thing, man, we're we're gonna have to be careful because I definitely saw some some keyboard warriors out there who. At the at, were just insistent uh, that anybody who mentioned that that happened, uh, you know, insisted on trying their best to shut them down and to and to call them liars and say that the, that it didn't happen, uh, which is a weird reaction, which is a very weird reaction to have. The last thing I'll say about this is when there are when this is not the first or the second or the third time that people at a Blue Jays game have thrown things onto the field, different situations. This one. Is completely inexcusable. Just trash. Throwing a throwing something at a player as he's trying to make a play, something that could significantly hurt him. Uh, number one, uh, Hyunsu Kim could have been badly injured there. If that happens, then you're looking at a situation where the Blue Jays lose that game. If the, if the Orioles have to take him out of the game, they can protest the whole thing. Yeah. So they lose. And the other, and whether the I, thing I care the least about is the the reputation of the city, which is to say oh, that yeah, fuck that. At some point, if we're if you and I and that people who listen to this are Blue Jays fans, we need to own this and not shy away from it. And spare me, you're not all fans garbage, because it's obvious and it's true. But that doesn't mean you need to try to minimize the role that this shit plays. In the Rogers Center experience of late. The history speaks for itself. And it doesn't make it okay. And I don't care if people are going to try to play relativism. And be like, look what happens here. Look what happens here. Doesn't matter. It happens here. It's garbage. 
And if the if the the, the kids who make fifteen dollars an hour in blue windbreakers aren't effectual enough to affect to to make it different to enforce the rules to to take you know the draconian measures to another level, then the people who are sitting around these idiots need to do that. It is on us to remedy this and and do it through actions, not through sad ass Facebook ads or pointing the finger and saying it was him, it was him, it was him. It happens. It's happened more than once. And at this point, we need to, to uh, in the modern parlance, lean into it and accept it as a problem and do what we can, everyone, to address it instead of trying to minimize it or point fingers at somebody else. So fuck off with that. Own it. And let's hope that when the series comes back with the Rangers in town, it could be best foot forward and, uh, and not any more of this bullshit. Well, well said. Much, anyway. more, much more coherently said than whatever the hell I was trying to spit out there. <laughs> because, yeah, absolutely. Fucking right. This episode of Birds All Day is brought to you by Batflip, the greatest Blue Jay stories ever told. Batflip is a new book from Fan Reads that collects the best writing on the Toronto Blue Jays from the past 40 years with stories by R.A. Dickey, Buck Martinez, Stacey May Fowle, Stephen Brunt, Allison Gordon, me, and many more who are much more talented than this guy. Batflip is now available in paperback from Amazon or an ebook from Kindle, iBooks, and Kobo. Learn more at batflipbook.com. Fan reads the greatest stories ever told for fans. All right, let's move on now. So the wildcard game is over. It was amazing, an awesome scene, uh, you know, a kind of crowning achievement uh, for Edwin Encarnacion's career with the Blue Jays, which may or may not be coming to an end. Uh, the things he said in that moment, of course, very highly emotional. I don't want to leave. He's, I think he, he went around his translator, said something directly to Hazel May. That was the kind of line that I, I heard, that he's like, this is why I want to stay. Uh, when the years and dollars start rolling, it's not, you know, that, that's an agent's job, right? An agent's job is say, look, Edwin, we're, we're talking about tens of millions of dollars here. You got to do, you're, not only, you're only going to get this once. That, but that's, that's down the road. That's in November. Right now, the Blue Jays are in Texas, where yesterday, game one, 10-1, shellacking. The Rangers, I think you could say, they took it on the chin. I think I think you could say that. Yeah, I see what, yeah. I see what you uh, Everything about that game was ideal, right? Estrada pitched like a monster. The the bats came alive. Josh Donaldson had about four hits, five hits. I think he was on base five times. Yeah, ridiculous. I I stopped, you know I stopped paying attention to the offense because it was just it was it was just delightful the whole thing. But yeah, no Donaldson, fantastic. Tulo with big hits. BJ Upton hit, hit a home run. Melvin Upton, back to life. Rejuvenated. <laughs> and this is going to continue on forever now, right? This They're back. You can't you can't expect to get <laughs> Ezekiel Curra out more than once a game at this point. I think that's who he is. That's Zeke his true talent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zeke Thunder. Absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, again, whether or not, you know, Donald's not going to get on five times. But Tulo hit the ball hard. On that triple, if you watch the replay, you see Hamill's reaction. He thought it was out. He was so, like, dropped his head, bent over at the waist, like, God damn it, I just got lit. And especially to that part of that ballpark, and at nighttime especially, that ball's gone to right center where that fucking jet stream just sucks everything out into that bullpen. Uh, Desmond Gator armed it, looking like Chris Bosh out there. But <laughs> but uh, the fact of the matter is, Hamill's pitched like shit. He, he was not locating anything and the Jays they pounced on it it was great and meanwhile Estrada was just humiliating humiliating the Rangers 
Oh my god! Yeah, the, did you see the Jeff Sullivan Fangraphs post where he, I haven't seen it yet? He went through the 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 worst swings that the Rangers took at Estrada yesterday, which was tremendous. I also I, I put this in in the piece that I wrote about the the visual stuff, uh, the the garbage pale Rangers and such like that. Uh, so just talking about how how in you know in the playoffs it's uh, uh, talking about p- players beating themselves and how you know the good changeup sort of works to that advantage and and. Uh, and how when when the stress is ramped up in the playoffs, uh, it, it, it's just your I, I forget how he would. I'm just a mess in the mornings. It turns out, uh, <laughs> but but I don't know. To me, it offered a bit of a of a sim- very simplified explanation of maybe why Estrada is uh, is so good in the playoffs or has been so good in the playoffs because the 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 type of pitcher that he is, relying on these guys to beat themselves and to and to succumb to the pressure and to and and to just guess wrong and uh i don't know it it was an interesting sort of throwaway line i think from him he didn't sort of put it out there as a as some sort of grand theory uh but just basically when the stakes are higher it's it's harder for a, a hitter to deal with the kind of stuff that estrada is doing to him uh it's I'm interesting sure he wrote it more eloquently than that no, it's an it's it's an interesting way of looking at it, and I mean you, uh, Jamie Newberg, the the Rangers uh, guy that I follow and, and that I read because he's very very good, even though he's you know a Rangers homer. But he he himself, <laughs> both last year and this year, talked about uh, one of the keys for him in this series and any playoff series is looking for uh, Ruggie Odor to to slow things down because he's already incredibly free swinging, he's already incredibly aggressive. So if he's running around amped and like trying to kill the world. Squeezing the stick a little tight to use the hockey analogy, well, then he's a he's a dead duck. And I mean, you look around the rest. Uh, uh, Matt uh, Mike Petrillo for his cast, he did a kind of a position by position breakdown. That's kind of hard to to quibble with. But you look at Ian Desmond, right? Ian Desmond has been dog shit over his last two hundred and fifty plate appearances. He was amazing. He was he's basically been like Michael Michael Saunders, but worse, way worse in the second half. But that's, you, know, you get that's you get that amazing believe. defense uh, out of out of Desmond. So you know you take what you can get. <laughs> But I mean, and Nomar Mazar, same thing, started out super hot, really cooled off. Uh, Carlos Beltran had a huge slump when he first came to the Rangers. I mean, they're a good team and they're a tough matchup, but you can't, none of that changes the fact that they have now, after yesterday's 10-1 defeat, been outscored in 2016. It's kind of weird, yeah. Yeah. But they've got uh, Darvish going today, who is, when he's on, is as good as, as anybody. Well, that, I mean, that's the thing, and that's sort of what I wrote about yesterday, or what I attempted to write about before I ran out of time, <laughs> before the game started. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Darvish and Hamels, this is uh, not to take away from the rest of the Rangers, but the, I mean, those are the guys who will win the series, or lose the series, basically, for the Rangers, I think. Uh, yeah. And and I mean, yeah, and, and that's why it was such a great first step for the Blue Jays yesterday, not only because of the score and because of mm-hmm. everything else, but because, yeah, you just beat Cole Hamels. Like, that's, that is... Uh, uh, that's not easy to do. I mean, obviously he did not have his best stuff yesterday, but you know that is a huge step uh, because after after Darvish, uh, it gets ugly for the Rangers pretty quickly. Uh, and if you can get to Darvish, I mean, you're just you are sitting so pretty. And for a team like the Blue Jays, uh, and I've said this a bunch, you know, in my various radio hits, and maybe I've said it here too. And then, you know, not it's not a super uh, astute observation, but I mean, just in the playoffs with the with the days off, you know, getting some extra rest, especially this particular team, this older team, you know, getting Batista, getting Donaldson some rest, uh, you know, the farther they get away from those injuries that have, that were troubling them, you know, at the end of August, early September, 
uh, maybe a little before that for Bautista. Uh, I mean, that's just that that's just all the better. The less they have to play, <laughs> basically, the better. I mean, and that's looking a little maybe too forward uh, in the, you know the afterglow of such a ridiculous victory yesterday. Uh, but but man, that that sets up real well for them if they can, you know, get to Darvish and then look, start thinking about closing out this series early, getting some days off. I mean, the bullpens looked overworked. You know, the it's it, it it's it's nothing but good. It's nothing but good. Hey everybody, we'll get back to the podcast in a second, but first I would like to talk to you a little bit about tickets, about getting tickets to events, about getting tickets to the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, It's not always easy. This time of year, especially, the Blue Jays are fantastic. They're selling out games. You may be tempted to go and deal with the dirty vagrants that uh, occupy the area around the Rogers Centre in order to get yourself tickets to a particular game that's sold out. Well, technology has made it so you don't have to. You can download the SeatGeek app onto your phone and browse all kinds of ticket offers uh, to not just the Blue Jays, but to other events in this city, in your city, in other cities you may be visiting. Uh, SeatGeek just makes everything perfectly easy. I use it myself. It's the first place I go to looking for tickets because SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you. It searches multiple ticket sites and ensures you get the best possible deal. And the best thing is right now, we have a great deal with the SeatGeek folks. Uh, Listeners of Birds All Day, you can get a $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. So if you want to do that, you get the SeatGeek app, you get it on your phone, you dial it up, you go in there, you hit the settings tab, and you click add promo code, and you enter the promo code BIRDS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. That's a fantastic deal, uh, and it's a great app. I encourage everybody to try it. Thanks very much, and now back to the show. The the more days off, the better, and, and that's something I, uh, that that same Jamie Newberg, he wrote about looking at the Rangers pitching, was his suggestion was maybe bring Hamels back for game four on short rest, and then you can have Darvish on full rest for game five, which is terrifying Yeah, if you're for the Blue Jays. But yeah. now the fact that Hamels A was so bad yesterday, but it wasn't like it was, it wasn't a short day for him. He threw 90 odd pitches. Uh, so it's not as though you can sneak him back out there and expect him to be of the, uh, of equal uh, quality. You, you know, you don't, you don't expect him to come back out and be like fresh as a daisy, but you have to start to really think about that if you're the Rangers. Like, what what was it that went wrong? Is it just a bad outing, uh, or is there something that that they need to be wary of? I mean, Cole Hamels is one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he definitely wasn't himself quite uh, for the most most of this year. A lot of his numbers are way down. ERA was kind of the same, but a lot of the components kind of suggested things were not quite as they should be. Uh, and then when you look at the rest of the Rangers rotation, you got you could look at Martin Martin Perez and. Um, and Colby Lewis, right? They didn't even put ha- uh, Derek Holland on the roster, which was sad for, for very us. sad, disappointing. Yeah. But I mean, Colby Lewis is not a great matchup for the Blue Jays. You know, he's a flyball pitcher, and they're the majority of the team are flyball hitters. Uh, which you're looking at a game at the Rogers Center, which is no no uh, mean no mean feat. I mean, Mar- uh, Martin Perez is a guy, like another guy who doesn't strike anybody out. So you're really taking your life in your hands when you're going against a team like. Like the Jays, who who haven't beat up lefties, I think it's important to remember that the Jays against lefties this year have been almost league average. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's true. Yeah, you look at the numbers, and and that's absolutely true. Which is so strange because they destroyed them last year, and they have all mm-hmm. these great right-handed hitters. But uh, but yeah, it's not an automatic though. Yesterday went okay. Yeah, and it's one of those things where uh, I think I saw you know you know Sarah's made the same case about why the Jays 
were smart to start Strowman was yes the the Orioles and we talked about this on this thing uh the Orioles were struggled against lefties this year but how much of that is real like do you really think that Adam Jones suddenly does not have any ability to hit left-handed pitching do you really think that Martin or Mark Trumbo has no ability to hit left-handed pitching so you could go through the Jays and kind of see the same thing I think Tulo really struggled against lefties for a while this year uh and is like is that real or is that just kind of how it's going and then in the end his numbers were pretty much the same between between both sides or both sides of that split uh and in me for the Jays the Jays, it's worked out really well, especially especially getting this amazing performance from Estrada. Now you've got a rested, more rested bullpen. Now you've got Hap today, and then Sanchez in Game Three, uh, which is which you. I mean, obviously, maybe you want to get Sanchez in a little bit earlier with the hope to get him again later in the series. But uh, right now, things are set up pretty well for them. But the last thing you want. If you're the Blue Jays, is to win both games in Texas and go home up 2-0 <laughs> in a five-game series. God, heaven forbid. Yeah, that would be that would be the kiss of death, really. But I don't know. It's it's again, like you said, it's one game, so the series is anything but over, as we saw last year. But it couldn't have got off to a better start. Again, if that starts to change the math on the Rangers side about what they're going to do in Game Four. Assuming they'll still start uh, Darvish in Game Five, given that opportunity. But if you're the Jays, you think maybe let's uh, not let it get there. I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Oh, what else is there? I don't know, but I've got construction going on oh. outside the window that I'm. <laughs> I'm like looking at. I'm looking at the waveform of the uh, of my vocals here, and just like, just uh, somebody hitting a damn hammer outside the window <laughs> so that's fun that's gonna be nice for everybody i i uh reached out and told my like checked on my kids but i bombed on that mute button bless bless the <laughs> mute button very nice very nice all right uh is there anything else really any other storylines i not really i don't think no. right i mean what the hell what, uh, what yeah what the there? hell can you say Did, yesterday went as good as it possibly could have been mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not over, but, man, that was a great step. Mm-hmm. And this is a damn dangerous team if they hit anything like they're actually capable of and like they haven't been for most of the second half. Well, it's all it takes. It's a short series. It's all it takes is is something stupid like Zeke Carrera getting on every time he comes to the plate. No, but, you know, if, if Zeke... Is, is suddenly not a hole in the in the offense. If Melvin Upton is able to, you know, do Melvin Upton things, be realistic about what his production looks like. But if his if his production looks like he hits the ball over the fence or he doesn't pitifully strike out like he and Michael Saunders are both want to do, uh you're you're so far ahead. Because as long if when you see Donaldson looking like himself and you see Bautista looking like himself, you're doing nothing, nothing but laughing. Because you know, you know, Encarnacion is there. You know, Tulo is going to be who he is. Uh, Russ Martin, I, I was, he had some, I think, really nice at bats. For me, uh, Hamels is a nightmare matchup for Russ Martin, uh, and for him to have kind of ground out some nice, you know, some decent at bats, fouled off some good pitches, drew drew uh, uh, at least one tough walk. Uh, that's a huge bonus. And if he can be in there grinding against Darvish in the same way, you're happy. He also said, "Revenge is the best revenge." Which is uh, up there in terms of the greatest athlete quotes of all time. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that a lot, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, do you have anything else? you got any parting shots for us here? Uh, after What was a great week? Like a ridiculous week in Blue Jays baseball. 
Yeah, it was a ridiculous. I was gonna. I I saw the moment to use it, but I was gonna use my uh, Gibson Showwalker uh, old lady story as a parting shot. That is a good story. I, it's not great, but it, <laughs> but but I I was charmed by it. I I thought it was I thought it was great, and she was she was lovely. I hate At least you... I hate to like make fun of her behind her back, but it 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 was tough not to be like to laugh a little bit about Gibson and Showwalker. Well, at least you can use like a image of Gibson's finest whiskey as the header image for this post. So there you go. I certainly can. Yeah, there we go. Um, I Luke, have a... Show... <laughs> Luke Showwalker. <laughs> I have a, a brief parting shot. Um, it's about getting old a little bit, um, and and de- being able to deal with different sorts of things. I got a I got tattooed last week, and uh, it didn't hurt that much because I'm old, and I'm just like, yeah, it it's not that big a deal. But the itching. Uh, it's really, it's been itchy all week and it's driving me insane. And to the point where like, I'm like, I don't want to go back. I'm not getting this thing colored in. It sucks because it's so itchy and the itching is so much worse than the actual pain (laughs) of the needles digging into my elbow and, and, and inner arm. Uh, so that's, that's what, that's what you get to look forward to when you get old is, uh, is the weirdest things make you so miserable that you wish to leap from your balcony. (laughs) You got to get some of that Smeckler's powder. (laughs) I, I, I had an yeah I had an old person tweet earlier uh, in the week as well because somebody on Jay's talk was like oh, I'm 23 started watching the Jays in 2005 and I'm like oh my god that's I'm I'm an old person I am just I I, will I just refu- can't fathom the poor bastard starting to watch the how do how did I disagree yeah, I disagree the lucky bastard. That 2006, 2005, <laughs> they won all those games. 2006, you got yeah. you got Burnett, you got BJ Ryan's monster, like three, four win season out of the bullpen. That was great. I don't give a shit. I don't care how uh, the black hats. I'm all in for that. That uh, era all in is for the unfairly maligned. That era is so much better than the Muscle Jays and oh, yeah, the yeah. Orlando Merced and uh, you know. Dave Hollins and the you know the non Sean Green Carlos Delgado years. I'll take yeah, the I'll take yeah. the Gray Jays over that shit any day. Yeah, even some of the last Delgado years were tough. Yeah, no, no they, they were, were they were Wells, trash. The Vernon Wells year when he was great and got himself all that money uh, when him and Delgado well, the, were there. There but were two it, two Vernon Wells years. Two thousand three, two thousand six yes, were both yeah. Vernon Wells monster years. <laughs> Vernon, who was at the game yesterday? Wearing blue like a boss yeah. at the red out for the Rangers. Love Good it. for him. Good for him, yeah. Saw JP okay. Aaron Sibia. Somebody retweeted Aaron Sibia is all uh, cheering for the Jays as well. Good for Maybe him. Maybe not as much for the Jays media. Yeah. Oh, poor JP. Poor JP. Really, really poor J- Yeah, couldn't stay out of his own way. And, well, I think the, He's, the he... expectations were unfairly piled upon him. Is he I in mean, the KBO yet? No, no, he he is ready to Thames it up. Eric Thames got suspended in the KBO. I don't know if you saw that. Uh oh, because he got pulled over and he had had too much to drink. He oh, got a he got a DWI in Korea. That seems uh, like tough a tough thing to do. From the stories I hear about Korea, but maybe that's just my friend. Maybe that's just Lewis. And uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you too. no, yeah, me and Devang as well. No, uh, yeah, I think it, right. if anything, it's it's a reaction to that. In that the. Uh, he blew uh, whatever, like .05, which is which is would you get you a suspended sentence in Ontario, but it wouldn't get you, like it's not a full DUI. 
right? And Ontario's point oh eight is the kind of that's where that's the the maximum, the up the upper limit of what you can your blood alcohol count can be. So not legal, not okay, not cool, but a little bit of context for those of us who are looking to apologize <laughs> for Eric Thames <laughs> for when he comes here. But yeah, he yeah. got suspended for eight games for that in the KBO. Good, good for them. Yeah, I'm sure it's a bigger issue there than it than we would believe as well. Just guys driving around hammered all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, Florida's Florida, but I mean, spring training. <laughs> you, you'd, you'd have a tough time playing games if you if you gave suspensions to every big leaguer who got a DUI <laughs> in Florida. Though you'd I, have a hard I, time I, letting them run uh, major league franchises into the ground. <laughs> like spectacularly and, and with fiery flames leaping as high as the sky. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. Aren't, aren't you sad Dave Stewart didn't get to be the uh, the Jays manager the, or general manager didn't, then they went when they went with JP Ricciardi? That's I'm, t- well, I'm you, sad. Whenever you sad. have whenever you have an opportunity to hear a guy say I got better things to do after being out, taking one of thirty major league general <laughs> manager jobs, you got to feel like it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. I think so. Yeah. Uh, speaking of blessing in disguises, game two. By the probably just as you're about to listen to this, be ready to get started. Enjoy. Series comes back to Toronto. Be good. Take care of each other. Stand up for yourselves. Have a great time. Thanks for listening to Birds All Day.